Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hi, One Hope. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joel Price, and today we're reading Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. And once again, I'm bringing this to you from the perspective of baseball. And my last time I took a swing at our podcast, pun intended, I was at a baseball practice and I was hungry and I ended up talking about fish and loaves. This time I spent the weekend watching the game after game in a, in a tournament my son was playing in. And the last game was was a little frustrating, let's say. Uh, the other team was stealing signs. And if you don't know what that means, it means that someone's on base, the catcher's giving signs to the pitcher to say what uh, what the next pitch is going to be, and the person on base is relaying that sign to the coach who's relay, relaying the sign to the batter, and um, make, it gives the batter a, an advantage to know what's coming. And it's, it's against the rules. But like a lot of things in sports, there's rules and then there's what's enforced. There is what can I get away with. In, in football, they talk about holding that uh, that you know people hold on every play um but in baseball it's even more subjective i remember when my son was younger and he would be frustrated you know because an umpire would call a strike and he would come back and he would say that wasn't a strike that was high or that was low or that was outside and and i would say you just got to swing buddy and he'd say but it but it wasn't a strike and i would say i, I would say this all the time to him so he he would remember if he was listening to this. I'd say, Jack, what's a strike? And then he wouldn't answer. And I'd say, Jack, answer me, what's a strike? And he would say, he'd kind of drop his head and he'd say, it's whatever the umpire calls. And I'd say, yes. We can define it as chest to knees or you know width of the plate or however you want it. But a strike is just whatever the umpire calls because the umpire's word is law. And this is one of the reasons I love sports, because we have a clear right and wrong. We have rules. But every player knows that what's really the rule is whatever the umpire calls. It's whatever you can get away with. If you're a get away with it, it's not a foul. You're lawful. And lawful isn't the same as right. Which brings me back to the book of Mark. Now, I'll admit, I was pretty apprehensive about doing this talk today, uh, because the heading for these verses is called Teaching About Divorce. And I didn't want to tackle this one. But as I studied it, I found out it actually wasn't as hard as I thought. Because God let me off the hook. You see, I don't think this, ta- this selection is actually about divorce at all. Well, it is about divorce. But that's not really what it's about. I think it's really about the law. So let me read it to you. And then we'll talk about it. It says, And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. And the crowds gathered to him. And again, as was his custom, he taught them. And the Pharisees came up in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, 
and two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And that, and in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Now you can see why I didn't want to do this. these verses. I mean, these are not fun verses. And, and frankly, they're pretty black and white. And it's not a message that most of us, really any of us, want to hear. I don't think any of us want to be held to that standard. That standard of, wait a second. Even if the law said it was okay, you're saying it's not. I'm, you're saying that if I'm in a bad marriage and I get divorced, I'm committing adultery? To which Jesus replies, yep. But before we get all bothered about the black and white nature of Jesus' teaching right here, remember, this passage isn't about divorce. See, the Pharisees came, Pharisees came and they tried to trap Jesus with, with the question, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? It's a, it's a trap. It's kind of like saying, is it okay? And I know if you, if you answer it one way and you quote the law to us, we can say, well, God set this up. And, he could, and they could have quoted these verses that Jesus quoted to them about, let you know, no man separate what God has joined. And if he had said, let no man separate, they could say, well, Moses said it was okay. So it was a trap question. Because they knew that if they, were, if they said, is it lawful, it's pretty much the same as saying, is it okay? Is it good? But Jesus avoided the trap, and he threw it right back at him and said, well, what does Moses say? Because Jesus knew something that the Pharisees didn't know. That lawful and good are not the same thing at all. The disciples don't get it. The Pharisees don't get it. And frankly, I usually don't get it when I read this passage, but this time I think I did. What's the purpose of the law? The law is to remind us of what is good. The law is to mediate or to mitigate the, the consequences of our sin. The law is to remind us and, and to, to shift our heart back into alignment with what is truly good. Because God knows that our sin is inevitable. Like we're going to sin no matter what the law says. So the law reminds us of what is right. It reminds us of the honesty and life and honor and generosity and contentment and faithfulness. And it spells out that when we that when we are not in alignment with those, we are breaking what is good. How do we break it? By deceit, bearing false witness by murdering, by blaspheming, by coveting, by adultery. So let me illustrate this another way. Under the, under the Old Testament system, the question would be, did sacrifices absolve someone of sin? And I would say no, they didn't. And that might be a, a record screech like, Eek! like, what are you talking about? Of course it did. And I would say no. Sacrifices have never absolved people of sin. If they did, God would have to accept them. There would be no choice. It would. I made the sacrifice. I am forgiven. The sacrifice equals forgiveness. But that's not how the system is set up. And how do we know that it's not the system? Because God doesn't always accept the sacrifice. He didn't accept Cain's sacrifice. There's there's verses in in Psalms and Hosea and, and all over the place. In in, in Jeremiah six twenty, it says, "What use 
to me is frankincense that comes from Sheba or sweet cane from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices pleasing to me. And Isaiah 1, or verse 11 says, I have had enough burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or the or of lambs or of goats. God is not interested in our sacrifices. He's interested in our hearts. The purpose of the sacrifice is to remind. The purpose of the law is to remind, is to reorient, is to make us aware and to make it clear that we have broken the good, not broken the law. We have broken the good. And what is good? Well, in the case of marriage, good is, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. So, of course, if we break that, we break the good, even if the law gives us an out. The problem with law is that the reminder becomes the means. So let me say this another way. When we tell our kids, those of you who are parents or or, or just been around children, remember to say please, say please, say please, say please. Or, Or sometimes we say, say you're sorry, say you're sorry. And why do we do that? We tell our kids to say please so they remember that they are not entitled to what they request. That if they are to receive, they receive out of the grace of the giver. But what happens with everyone? It happens with us. It happens with all our kids. They start thinking that if they say please, they are entitled. <laughs> and it backfires, just like the law. So yes, I think Jesus' teaching on divorce is that if you divorce and you marry another woman or a man, you commit adultery. And yes, adultery is a sin. And I think Jesus' teaching on sin is that he forgives us and he loves us and he knows that we're going to sin and he loves us and forgives us anyway and that he just wants us to reorient and to remind ourselves that we have broken the good and that he is the source of our goodness and our forgiveness and it is through his grace, not our works, not Moses' certificate, not our adherence to the law that guarantees our salvation and our forgiveness and our right relationship with the Lord. Because we are all adulterers and we are all murderers, but we are all washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you for your word. Even these, even these hard ones, as James said the other day. Help me to reorient and to remind and to walk with my eyes on you, in your grace and your mercy. Amen.